Hot Takes are Toast is brought to you by Utah Facial Plastics. Losing your hair is 2021, and you don't have to. UFP Hair Restoration offers a range of cutting-edge therapies to restore the thick hair permanently. Just text HAIR to 801-960-3137 for 15% off any hair loss treatment, or visit www.utahairmd.com. Question of the morning. Can visiting BYU fans expect better treatment from Utah or Utah State fans? Did you either go to Rice-Eccles Stadium or Maverick? Yeah, because I think that Utah State fans, the rivalry has progressed at a f- you didn't the, at a very fast increment because you didn't necessarily need the Utah BYU one to do that, but since they play every year and they've had some good games, some back and forth, there's been some winning on both sides unlike uh, prior times from both perspectives, uh, that it has turned in to something that has really developed, especially on the Friday night before the church weekend. That's good stuff. We, we count on that. And I think especially, you know, like you look at uh, Oklahoma and Texas when they play in a Red River shootout early in October, uh, Notre Dame and SC, if it's in South Bend, it's in October. If it's in the Coliseum, it's the end of November. And so I think fans love that type of thing. I was like, okay, the body clock, the time of year, it's when it's supposed to be. It's the natural order. It's right. And that's what we've developed to a good extent between Utah State and BYU. And when's but, it's, but it's not an exhibition anymore. What do you mean? Well, for decades, it was just BYU is going to go whoop up on yeah, Utah but that, State. Okay, but and that, now it's got juice because the last that's six what years I said. they've split it. Don't add but because that's what I included in my diatribe, <laughs> in my opening statement, if you will. <laughs> so, yes, they've both experienced do- periods of domination, but in recent times, there's been winning on both sides. And so you factor all that into there. And it is, is developed into a great secondary rivalry. You can only have one primary rivalry, but you can have multiple if you're fortunate enough to have secondary rivalries. And BYU, for an independent, has that, as does Notre Dame. The parallels between Notre Dame and BYU are just striking. Tweaking people now. How's that tweaking? (laughs) You know how it is. They're institutions that both love Jesus, right? We can put that out there, right? BYU could use a touchdown, Jesus. There's no tall buildings to put it on. It's called Gunnar Romney. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. They got two buildings they could put it on. Baylor Romney. No, we don't need that. You don't want to copy that. Baylor Romney. I assume he speaks Spanish. Didn't he grow up in Mexico? He did. Yeah. Touchdown Jesus. I'll adapt. That'll work. (laughs) And when was the last time a ranked, nationally ranked, Brigham Young University Cougar team went into Maverick Stadium with Merlin Olsen Field where we hear every three weeks where you sit naked on the bull, five guys. <laughs> when they can't get other promos, they run that. They put that around. Uh, 
So we know about that thing too. This is a monumental game, and they developed. They've developed quite a tradition. This rivalry has formed right before our eyes. Fact. And it's why, as we were discussing yesterday, it should continue. I don't think it, what, do you, what do you guys say? Time and eternity? I'm not going that far, but I'll go time. And I don't think it should take a time out. Joe says all rivalry fans in Utah are horrible to the other team. Joe no. expects, no, no, Joe no, no. expects you, horribleness. L. Rongarino. What was that guy's name, the author? He went down to the Ed. And he didn't hear one cuss word. Hey. What's that guy's name? Jeff Je- something? Jeff Benedict does Jeff not Benedict. want any part of this right now. Why not? I'm just joking. He said it. Were you with us when he said it? Yes. He, he wrote it. He said it. Yes. He, he And the very next week, I went to a BYU game. I walked down to that field, no. and I heard a string of profanity that would have made him Not blush. from BYU fans. Oh, yeah. It was. It was not. Stop and cease and desist. I implore you. Jeff Benedict, the Rolling Stones, the surviving members, obviously, are now on tour. They opened up Sunday night in St. Louis, all right? I mean, if you start those guys up, they'll never stop. And Jeff Benedict, i seen this somewhere, had an opportunity before they took, undertook the tour, they did a private show. And Jeff Benedict was there in a very, as I understand it, intimate gathering. Ooh. Right. See the Rolling Stones in front of like 17 people? Need a little bigger crowd than that. Okay, 27. (laughs) (laughs) That would be way cool, for sure. It's like that time that McCartney, somewhere over in England, was at some pub and they had a curtain there, and people were sitting there, and they, and they raised the curtain. Back. Yeah. And there he was. That was for a TV show. Paul but McCartney himself. <laughs> yeah. And all the people were just, just like, done. What? <laughs> <laughs> and the look on their faces, because they had the cameras, because obviously they knew who was behind door, curtain number one. <laughs> and it was going, you were not going to trade that for what's behind curtain number two. If it's uh, Paul McCartney and his band, and it's you know just a little uh, bar type thing. And then you see the word started filtering out in the community, and people started uh, running down the showing street. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yes, the greatest living legend of uh, rock and roll, Mr. Paul McCartney. And so Jeff Benedict, who had never heard a swear word down at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, so I argue with that guy vehemently that he says all fans. Treat the other fans like a doo-doo. Well, Scott Nelson tells us now that you can get caffeine in Provo. I think Lavelle Edwards Stadium is equally as rabid as any of the other stadiums in the state. But is it obscene? Depends on the section. It can be. The section? What section then? Depends on, I mean, it's every game, it's, you know, where are people sitting, the whole resale market. You never know. You never know when you go to a game if you're going to be sitting in a section. And just kinda... But you know that in Lavelle Edwards Stadium, they have a bad section, is what you're saying. That darn south end zone. <laughs> you're telling me that, I don't know how you would divide up the sections, but just say random round number 10 sections. And you're telling me 
that 10% of those sections, one of those sections (laughs) is going to be inappropriate. All right, whatever. I just, because I can do 10 and I know one. Once you get to 11, I couldn't figure it out. But I can do easy 10 ones. Okay, 10%. You really believe that? You're speaking as if it's fact. I'm with Yawk. You never know. You're walking around. You hear something. But that doesn't mean that section is going to be like that in the next game. Because you've got different But but irregardless, there's going to be a section that's inappropriate. It doesn't necessarily have to matter if it's the same section. There's going to be a section that is inappropriate and wrong in Lavelle Anderson. And something that... You get 60,000 people together. Yeah, I think something inappropriate might happen. 60,000 No, no, you're you're insisting. You're not saying might... You said you know. Stood under the goalposts in the south end zone. One of my first games there. I don't know if it was my first game. So we're going one of my back first games. 30 yes. years. Stunned. Okay. 30 years. People and, were not allowed to progress in your life and, <laughs> and get better. And uh, someone and on, a missed, perfection. on a misfield, they, they're actually allowed to do all those things. But thanks for assigning that. I'm mean, asking. That was goal. a question. It wasn't uh, a, it sounded like it a wasn't, statement. Yes, they certainly can. People have their good days and bad days. It happens. So you're going back 30 years. Yes. All right. Missed field goal. And someone blurted out something entirely too appropriate that I can't repeat on the radio. Turned around and they had on those, uh, the the big headphones and were clearly listening to Paul James on the radio. Antenna coming off of them. Yeah. And blurted out something (laughs) horrific. And that's what passes as a bad section? Well, if you don't want your kids to hear that and you're sitting there and you hear that, yeah, that would be a bad section. You never know. You never know when you go to a One game. One person creates a bad section, but we do know... One bad apple does not spoil the whole bunch. But in your mind, <laughs> one bad person if you leave that bad apple in the bag long enough on an entire section. That's what you're telling me. But the next me. section over, people had no idea, couldn't hear a word. So you never know when you go to a game what you're going to get. Yeah, but you do know. You know you're going to get a section in Lavelle Edwards Stadium that's going to be bad. You just don't know. That's a surprise. Is it section number one? Is it section number five? <laughs> That's know. the mystery. But you do know, according to you, that there's going to be a to bad a, section. You go to a Raider game at the Coliseum back in the day. I wonder how the Raider games in Vegas are, if they're, uh, if they're any different. Yeah, but we're talking college here in Utah. We're not talking no, okay. Raiders there. But you Once, still. The you more see alcohol a, you introduce, the more problem you're you going to have. You see a fight in one section across the way, but in your section, there's nothing going on. It's just a bunch of people sitting there watching football. You oh. never know. All right. We understand that. But that's not the issue. The issue is that you're saying that there's a bad section in every game I think to get back to the original question, can visiting BYU Stadium? fans expect better treatment yeah, from Utah Utah State fans? It is potluck, and it could be as simple as where your seats happen to be. But if there is, you've guaranteed us that there's a bad section in the Velo Yeah, Stadium. I think if there's 25,000 people in the Logan game, I, some BYU fan is going to hear or see something. But Some is it other equal cougar. to or worse? Some other Cougar fan. Pff, I mean, you, you, state, you, you put together a statement of fact, and then you try to generalize that fact. No, that doesn't work. <laughs> Once you put together a statement of fact, then don't try to logic and generalize it. Uh, don't okay. run from it. Embrace it. Embrace it hard. Jeremy Clint, has a story for us. Clint says Utah State is very classy. 
And there's nothing to worry about. Okay. Now let's get a story. But there's something to worry about in Lavelle Edwards Stadium, according to David James Sniggledorf, an employee of KUTV, a state station that I am no longer employed by. I think there's something to worry about at Maverick Stadium. But let's go to Jeremy. Jeremy, good morning. (laughs) All right, I'll keep it fast because you guys are busy, but go ahead. Love the show. <laughs> take you. my son down to the take my son down to the game. A buddy of mine, BYU fan, gave me tickets in the student section. Obviously we're huge fans. We're sitting there. People are super nice. A lot of a lot of young couples and babies, but there's these five return missionaries in front of us with their girlfriends and fiancés. And as the game starts and it's looking ugly, this is where the two Utes bump into each other in overtime and then the guy tight end runs for a touchdown to end it, right? Yeah. And uh they just start throughout the whole game just f bombing every three seconds. I mean, just every three crazy. seconds. It was like bad. in a minute that would be three, out. six, nine, twelve, fifteen. Go ahead, yes. go keep talking. That would be like so anyway, uh, twenty f bombs in one minute. The horrible part about this is that my son, who's seven years old, looks at me and says, "Dad." Is this Jesus's school? <laughs> and I look, I look down at him and I go. I was trying to figure out how to handle it. I said, yeah. And then he looks at me and goes, well, shouldn't we leave if they're talking like this? Oh. And what did you tell him? So third quarter, third quarter, we bailed, and I had to listen to it on the flipping radio right home. <laughs> that that, so you listened to it on the flipping radio, which tells me your son at seven was just one year away from the age of accountability, but yet he knew what accountability was. Am I right, Jeremy? You are right, sir. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was uh, it, it was frustrating because I wanted to stay for the game, but when your kid looks at you with those eyes, like what the heck's going on? You got to leave. And now I have to admit, the fans around us that were with their kids and stuff were like telling those guys to shut up, and they, they were being rude to us a little bit. But those guys are just on their own mission. Okay, to do their how own do you thing, know they so. were return missionaries? I, that was my exact question. It's <laughs> okay, it like I can so name tag on their there, back. They're sitting there at the beginning of the game talking about their missions, oh, talking about their girlfriends and fiancés. So there's a, there's a whole conversation about it, right? And then when we're listening, then we're watching the game, and they're just they're rolling off on these refs. They're cussing, swearing. They're swearing. Just, yeah. It was just. Well, clearly so they went stateside on their missions, don't you think, Jeremy? I, I don't know. I'm not going <laughs> to answer that question, PK, in any way, shape, or form. Where did you go? Korea. Ah, see, and you know better. <laughs> well, actually, you could swear in Korean, and nobody around them would know. But see, those guys, they didn't learn a foreign language, so they knew dirty words in English because they went stateside, right? It makes sense. <laughs> Even though you didn't it. know, you can put two and two together, and you can come up with an F-bomb. So anyway, my point is, you know, DJ has his time frame. Yeah. You know, years later, they're still doing it. But the thing is, I mean, it happens everywhere. I don't care what anybody says. Right. I sit in my section in the north end zone and listen to my, my friendly fans cuss and swear, so whatever. Well, tell them to shut the hell up. I do. This, <laughs> let's uh, see. Uh, first game of the season, I take my 10-year-old daughter, and I said, they're swearing. I said, hey, you can't swear. You have to use... You know, slang that's not swears like yeah. fetch and freak. Yeah, 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 and they yeah. did. They yeah, were yeah. really cool about well, it. Well, man, you're you swearing against girl. Weber State. What's it going to be as the season progresses? <laughs> well, you, you know. Pace it. yourself. <laughs> you, know, you know at that point. <laughs> hey, we, we know where we're going. We're good. Hey. All right. Thanks for the stories, Jeremy. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Mike. There you go.
Jeremy with the stories. Mission return missionaries, is that any way to impress the honeys? Probably depends on the honey. Because, I mean... What do you mean, depends on the honey? If it depends on the honey, is she a honey? (laughs) (laughs) Keep them coming, TK. Keep them coming. And I want people to know, right now, I'm getting paid for this. Casey says, newsflash, every fan base has their deplorables. People use no different. Whoa, 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 whoa. Just because you voted for one guy, now you are deplorable? Yep. You people over there think you're so freaking high and mighty. I've been listening to you for years, and I'm sick and tired. Quit calling me a deplorable. Every fan base has their deplorables. BYU's no different. I've seen BYU, Boise State, and Utah fans all trying to pick fights with Utah State fans in Logan. Friday will be no different. If fans act like dipsticks, they will be treated like dipsticks. <laughs> Dipstick, I like it. Yeah. Well. Uh, Check your oil. It depends on if you're oiled up, though. The more oiled up you are, the more of a dipstick you are. There's a possibility that the dipstickiness. <laughs> this, this, I'm impressed on how this rivalry has blossomed to where this is a big-time game. It matters. You know, and I would have preferred Utah State to be undefeated. Sure, battle of unbeatens always sounds good. It's an easy handle to put. But on at a the game. same time, they should have more of an edge. I don't know if they would have. You can't say they gave the game away to Boise, but they sure gave away the opportunity to make the game far more competitive score-wise than it was. I don't know that they could have said, "Well, if not for this or that and whatever, we would have won that game." When you lose, what was it, twenty-seven to three? It's hard to say. <laughs> it's that. hard to rationalize away twenty four yeah. points. But nevertheless, yeah, but, when you when you put up three hundred and fifteen yards and have zero points, that's virtually unheard of. Right. And and actually, listen to Scotty at halftime. Uh, he and Kevin were talking about it. It should be ten to six. The Boise State can have their ten points, and you can woulda, coulda, shoulda that. But when you get those yards and you're that close, you expect college teams to be able to execute and make chip shot field goals. I would say minimum ten to six. And that's what they were saying. It could be better. I mean, obviously, they could have gone full on Homer and say, hey, it should be 14-10 or 17 or 21. Right. Yeah, I'm not willing to go that far. And obviously, right. I didn't hear it because I was watching it on television. But uh, neither were they. And they were right in not wanting to go that far. But the point I'm making is Utah State should have a lot of aggression because they did not put on a good performance. They put on good performances the prior three games, obviously, but they did not put on a good performance relative to their talent. Kyle Whittingham has been talking about that all season, that the what they see on film and practice and whatnot, it's not translating to the level. The talent is not manifesting itself in the games to the level of talent that they have. And he's been talking about that. He's said it more than once so far this season. I think it's the same thing with Utah State in that particular game. They were better than they displayed. So in my mind, if you underachieve like that, it should gnaw at you to the point where you really want to get back out there and make the wrong right. And it so happens that BYU is the opponent, so you combine a lot of the kids here, especially the local kids, Probably not, not necessarily all, but some of them would have wanted to go to BYU and they weren't recruited by BYU or they weren't shown enough love by BYU, whatever it might be. And so they've got that. Then you've got a nationally ranked team. You've got an in-state rivalry. You've got all these things that you can put in the pot. 
and it should lead, I think, to a much better showing by the Aggies. Because you take a kid like Bonner and Rice. I mean, they're probably, Bonner the quarterback, Rice the best player, it looks like defensively, right? Well, he didn't necessarily, I mean, Rice is a little different because he's from California, but the other kid's from Texas via Arkansas, so he probably doesn't know a whole lot about BYU, although I think you can get up to speed in that very quickly. But nevertheless, he knows that he did not play well to his capabilities last Saturday morning, particularly on that pass we had Blake Anderson. He got a butt-chewing, according to Blake Anderson. <laughs> and he knew it. Yeah. He knew it. Right. So you would think that he would want to get back out there and atone for those mistakes and now you've got this opportunity Friday. Because if they win, even though they'll, always, they'll still be 0-1 in the conference, but if you beat the 13th-ranked team in the country, a budding rival, BYU and all that stuff, it won't eliminate the loss last week, but you feel a heck of a lot better about yourself, I would think. So it adds all sorts of incentive into this game coming up in a couple of days. Let's go to Adam. Adam, good, good morning. morning. Hey, Adam. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, so this is my Utah State experience, and it's our fault. So I take my boys, they're in high school, and we go to the, the Utah State BYU game. When Gary Anderson had that neck brace on, yeah. and we made the mistake of buying three neck braces and riding BYU on it, <laughs> that's, when they, <laughs> that's when they beat us. And I thought, we left at halftime, like, we're out, we're done, we're going to get killed here. <laughs> so you mocked a man's injury. Yes. <laughs> yes, we did. Adam, <laughs> of what would your bishop say on that? Me. Adam, what would your bishop say? Would he think that's appropriate? He, he would say, irregardless, you need to be kind. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thank you, boys. All hey, right, Adam. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> you know, it's apparent to me, this is unscientific, we have a lot of listenership among the Latter-day Saints. <laughs> you think, huh? Yes. You've come to that conclusion. And let me tell you, I drink to them, guys. DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Former Cougar and former Aggie Riley Jensen, college football insider, joins us at the top of the hour right here on 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone.